everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm the hands behind Lovecraft Crochet, my plush user for the anxious, depressed, autistic, and neurodivergent. Small enough to travel in a purse, backpack, diaper bag, or even your pocket. You can check out my Facebook page or TikTok to see what patterns are available, and stay tuned for the new ones coming out. I also make hats, scarves, blankets, and dice bags for the tabletop gamer or dice goblin in your life. Feel free to order through the page, TikTok, or via email at love.craft.crochet.com. Now, back to the segment. Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes. Hello and welcome to Killing 15 Minutes, where we will give you your serial killer fix in 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm Sam Rossi, and shortly I'll be handing a poorly written synopsis of a serial killer to my brother, who hasn't read it, on a serial killer he's most likely hasn't heard of. This should be fun. Good luck, bro. Thank you, sissy. The Butcher of Rostov. The Red Ripper. The Rostov Ripper. Andrei Chikatilo. Andrei Chikatilo sexually assaulted, murdered, and mutilated at least 52 women and children in Soviet Russia and its satellites. So he moved, I assume? He bounced around. His job allowed him to travel also. Oh, that would make sense. Neat. Andrei Chikatilo was born in Ukrainian USSR on October 16, 1936. Poverty, ridicule, hunger, and war plagued his childhood and life. In 1957, he was drafted into the Red Army. His service record was unblemished, and he did join the Communist Party in 1960. He returned home from his service, and it then became public knowledge that it was impotence making him leave his hometown. Uh, He was impotent, and he had to leave his hometown because everybody found out about it. Okay, so it was a ridicule thing. Ridicule, yeah. Everyone knows that he He can't get it up. up. So he went somewhere where no one knew that he was... Flaccid. Yep. Luckily, that's not even close to how it is in today's society. By the way, that was sarcasm. He moved to Rostov-on-Don in Russian SFSR. Yeah, actually, it's Russia's, uh, it's a state part of Russia. Oh, sort of like uh, Washington, D.C., where it's not its own... It's more like uh, saying that he moved to uh, California from Idaho, Iowa. Yeah, but what is Russian SFSR? What's SFS? I have no idea. I think it's because it's actually Russia proper that he moved into the actual boundaries of the Russian state. Okay. Uh, anyone in the comments, please. Oh, totally explain this to me because when it comes to the Russian boundaries are in, weird. In the Iron Ask Curtain, Putin. I'm terrible at understanding what the hell that was going on there. Ask Putin; he doesn't know what boundaries are either. But a bunch. Chikatilo would have had an arranged marriage in 1963, after his sister and her husband introduced the two. That that means he did have one. That's why I said he had an arranged no, marriage. No, Chikatilo. I'm sorry. I must have read that wrong, because Chikatilo would have an arranged marriage. He would have been married in 19... He he was married in 1963. Oh, sorry. My bad. No, no, no. That's also on me. We'll call it a draw. So anyways, Chikatilo 
got married in 1963 after his sister and her husband introduced the two. He would then become a teacher in 1970, but was too modest and shy to keep a disciplined classroom. He'd go great in today's public schools. Yeah, kind of. No, 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 not really when you continue on to that. Continue reading. Oh, <laughs> it's the next sentence. Continue reading. It's a running gag in these that I comment right before the sentence that explains anything. Yep. In May 1973, he sexually assaulted his pupil. Her struggling gave him sexual gratification. So, he know, he found out how to cure his impotence. Yeah, basically. He would openly fondle himself in front of students and other teachers. A few months later, he attacked another female student. This time, he... Beat beat her in a locked classroom. Sorry. That's B with some scriggles. So I didn't know if that was bait or beat or... I understand I handwrite this stuff and you have to translate it. I apologize. After a number of complaints, he willingly left that school. Well, Jesus! <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I should not find this funny. It's ironic. It, it's one of those things where it's like, well, yes, he... You know, sexually assaulted a student. He's openly groping himself in front of people and then did it again. Now, the complaints. It's not that he was convicted. It's not that he was charged with anything. It was, could you please stop doing that? You know what? I'll just leave. He had a choice. I know what I'm not wanted. <laughs> in January of 1974, he took another teaching position at another school. However, cutbacks in 1978 led to him getting another teaching job. Chikatilo's teaching career ends in March of 81, following several complaints of molestation of both sexes. He would go on to be a supply clerk and travel the Soviet Union. Ah, so the supply clerk is how he got around borders. Yes. Chikatilo's first murder would be... Chikatilo's first murder was of a nine-year-old girl he attempted to rape. However, when he couldn't get an erection, he just started stabbing her. Immediately, he started feeling that sexual gratification. He should have been caught after this murder. Witnesses placed him with the girl. Blood-stained snow near his property. The girl's backpack was found near the likely spot her body was thrown into the river that her body was found in. This happened on December 22, 1978, and her body was found two days later, caught under a bridge. However, despite all this evidence, Alexander Krachenko, despite all the evidence against him, Alexander Krachenko was charged, convicted, and then executed for this murder. It wasn't until 1990 when Chikatilo confessed that this was his first murder even though he need even though the need to kill overwhelmed him chikatilo would not make another kill until september 3rd 1981 when he mutilated where after the kill he mutilated her body well sam did not continue this sentence because it was pretty gruesome and her stoned ass couldn't write it so long story short it was bad. Care to comment? He, he he legitimately lived up to his name, and I have to say that after researching him, I had to find something a little bit more mellow, which would be the next uh, episode. Uh, 
Yeah. When, when I had to find a mellow murderer. The next year had six more victims. He would entice his victims however he could into secluded areas, killing them usually by stabbing, slashing, and eviscerating. However, there would also be a multitude of knife wounds. Some were also strangled or battered to death. However, all were generally stabbed a whole bunch. He, he, he would also leave behind, leave behind, you know, physical and other evidence that pointed to him, too. A lot of physical evidence. And also, many of his victims were mutilated around their eyes. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is going to sound morbid, but I make jokes on this show as much as read the facts. But it is actually something that a lot of serial killers have talked it's, about. It's they the either old wives really tale. like the eyes or they really don't like the eyes. Like, But it's also part of the old wives tale. Uh, the, the last thing you see is imprinted on your eyes. That's true. Which I can't remember if I talk about in this or not. Chikatilo's adult female victims were often prostitutes or homeless women, luring them to secluded areas with promises of alcohol or money. However, since he was impotent, most of them mocked him, and that would be what sent him into a murderous rage, hacking and slashing the women. Another seven murders would take place between 1982 and 83. Police were only able to link six of these murders together at the time. With heavy-handed investigation, they solved over a thousand unrelated crimes in that time, including 245 rapes, 140 aggravated assaults, and 95 unconnected murders. I mean... They were pretty heavy-handed on who they were interrogating and were able to solve crimes. At the very least, they were still trying to solve these murders, so it's one of those, you know, they may have, you know, it was one of those... We're cracking on this, and then we're learning about other things. Yep. It's something we see anytime there's, a, like, a real investigation. A true manhunt for somebody. That they'll find, yeah. But the fact that they solved over a thousand crimes. <laughs> to be fair, they probably weren't trying to do that beforehand anyways. By mid-1984, Chikatilo had racked up over 12 murders. And I th- And Sam actually lost track counting. I did. I totally lost track counting at that point. It's probably over a dozen. Because, you know, yeah. And technically, he probably had more. Or is this not even close to the end of his... This isn't even close to the end of his uh, murder spree. My God. On September 24th, 1984, two detectives watched him attempt to lure a few school guys away. Girls. Uh, that's not, that's not even, that's not see. even your bad handwriting. That is. Oh. I'll, I'll retake the line. No, 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 no. It probably was guys. Cause he had both male and female victims. Oh, see, I didn't actually know that. Uh... That's why I never specified, uh, if it's children, his first victim was a girl, but. And. But yeah, no, you you did bring up that he does kill both sexes. I didn't know if that was a later on thing. No, it's pretty much from the beginning, excluding the. the Obviously, the first victim can't the first be both. Couple, well, the first, first couple, the couple of victims were all girls. Well, it seems like we'll get into that. Yeah, we got time. 
On September 24th, 1984, two detectives watched him attempt to lure a few school children away, talk to a few women, and fondle himself in front of them. Great detectives. Upon Chikatilo's entry into the city's central market, they arrested him. On his person, he had a knife with a roughly 8-inch blade, or 20 centimeters for you non-metric people. Or For those metric people. That would probably be the better sentence to that say. That would be the better sentence to say. We're going to just leave that one in. Several lengths of rope and a jar of Vaseline. Gross. Ah, the jar of Vaseline made me always question that shit. You know exactly why he had Vaseline. I know why he had You did the research. I know. I'm the one who has to guess. You don't want to guess. No, I don't. Due to his previous employer... Due to his... Due to his previous employment as a supply clerk... Due to his previous employment as a supply clerk, he had, he had an open theft case against him. The Rostov police could hold him for an undetermined amount of time. With witnesses putting him at multiple murders and his kill kit, the took the took blood. They. Oh. You forgot the why. It's a problem. They took blood and saliva samples. However, it did not match the samples from the bodies. He was found guilty of theft of property from his previous employer. However, his because of that, his membership of the Communist Party was revoked, and he was sentenced to one year in prison. Now, with this first arrest, I say, and it's already running late, let's pause this, and next week we will have part two of the Red Ripper murder. Andre Chicoletta. <laughs> okay. However, I would say that, like a lot of serial killers, the number one the the number one thing that noticed with a lot of serial killers, and you can corroborate or deny, that cops be stupid, yo. Yeah, yeah, especially when the for his first kill with uh, and the guy's uh, false imprisonment and execution. Which they did, the Soviet, the, uh, actually at that time it wasn't even the Soviet Union, it was the Russian, uh, Russians, it was officially the Russian Federation of Russia or whatever it is now. Right. Uh, because the Soviet Union had fallen when he was officially arrested in the 90s. Right. Uh, they did actually issue a full pardon for the guy that they executed. Because, funny enough, they uh, the heavy-handed investigation is what led to Alexander Alexander uh, Shrilenko. Uh, Shrilenko. No, no, that's the dude who did the uh, Polenko. No, that's the uh, ice skating guy. Uh, Krushenkov. Yes. Krushenkov. No, it's Krushenkov. That's how you spell that. Yeah. So, you know, with the him. The only reason I know how to say Krushenkov. <laughs> It's because of the guy, because of, uh, 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 Cutting Edge? No. That's why I know how to say it. But anyways. Anyways. So, um, he was originally, it was the heavy-handed investigation that forced the two eyewitnesses that straight up said that he, that Alexander wasn't involved and had been home all night, 
nowhere near the, you know, the murder murders, victim, the dump, the, the whole nine. That guy with the blood on his property might look suspicious, though. Go over and ask him. Right. <laughs> but they, they believe because Alexander was already a convicted rapist, it was him. Even though his rape victims were in their teens. And, it and, at, the, and at that point, now we understand that there's victim preferences to most rapes. Right. For uh, stranger rapes. That that's even that that's even better. That's you know a better phrase. Y'all know what I meant. Don't even take that clip out of. Nope, I'm gonna keep that one. But um, you know he he you know he had witnesses that said his airtight alibi. He was you know it there was multiple people that put him home. But they wanted to close the murder case because as quickly of... as possible. Um, there was a stay of execution that was given for him to be able to file more appeals. How are those, ex- you know, those did not right out. He was executed. He was executed in 1983. Yeah. But that is, that is one day. And this is you guys listening at home. We will definitely have a, like just a conversation discussion full, more full about not necessarily, you know, the murderers themselves, but what this but, Relating to it, like talking about how a lot of cases do have police that are, well, we got this guy because we wanted him. We needed to close this case. So we pulled that guy and he's in jail now. He's part of the usual suspect. We have, we, there are many cases where, you know, you got 33 years in prison. I mean, uh, what was it? The, um, the Central Park Five? Oh, Central Park Five, the Memphis Three. And one day we'll talk about the Chicago 7, but that's not about killing. That is just about a... That, that was just some fucked... I can't... I'm the Chicago 7, I can't even watch the show movie because I get so pissed off at it. Well, that's sort of it. We need a politically 15 minutes. All right. But that is 15 minutes. I'm AJ Carey. I'm Sam Rossi. Have a great day. Killing 15 Minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey, with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or Retrostatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night and God bless. You're watching Retrostatic Radio.